friends, guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker. And in this week's episode, we find out what the rest of the swamp is like because people can't stop exploring. So one thing I wanted to discuss is something that is new to me, brand new to me. I've never really experienced it before, so I'm still learning how to deal with it for the first time ever, and that is long-term romance in a role-playing game. I've had short-term romances, and I've DM'd those and played those, and, you know, those are usually for laughs. But for the first time ever, we have a serious romance between Atreon and Alhara, and they want to play it out. Now, I'm not against that, but I have been hearing a little bit of hubbub that people are, well lack for a better word, a little bored, or don't really love that section of the podcast. So I want to address that and make sure everyone knows that I am actually going to take care of that. Well, okay, take care of that is a little harsh. Let me say I was thinking about this. So as many of you probably know, I study a lot of script writing for both television and movies and storytelling. And if there's one thing you ever want to figure out how to solve, I always say, look at television or other media and see how did they solve it in those media and then bring that to your game. Now, I've never had to deal with romance before, so I was thinking about it and I did a little bit of research. And sure enough, it's one of these things like, oh, of course, it's like once you hear it, you know it, is that. Well, you know, romance in terms of just having a basic romance and having people sitting around and having googly eyes at each other is actually pretty boring. It's exciting for the two people, but watching it is really not exciting. And the reason is because there's no drama, there's no conflict, there's nothing really happening. It's just a conversation. And you know what? Conversations on their own are fairly boring. So how they do this in other media, and you've seen and heard this a million times before, is that when two people are romantically linked, when they're having a conversation about, I don't know, like power couplers, or how the laser works, or how they're going to steal the plants, what they're really talking about is their feelings for each other. And that way you're able to combine both plot and romance together. And I, I'm giving a very simplified version of this. But the point is, is that you need to integrate it directly into the plot and not overtly bring it out into the open. You can do it, but very rarely. Otherwise, it can get really boring really quickly. And I am now aware of this. So we here at Roll for Combat and Three Ring Adventure are talking it out. So we are going to adjust the way that their romance is portrayed in the show. 
we're going to try to depict the romance using more familiar conventions like those you've seen in television and movies where it's not them just sitting there talking about their unrequented love to each other it's that they will actually tie it directly into the plot or they will tie it into other aspects of the plot so it's a combination it really comes down to this and i've said this a million times it's a combination of storytelling plot development or conflict while the romance is going on as long as you have one of those other elements going on at the same time it'll keep you interested if it's just two people talking and there's no conflict there's no story nothing's moving forward except their relationship it will probably lose a lot of people especially if you're not interested in the relationship so i just wanted everyone to be aware of that and i learned quite a bit because it's not something that I've really had to deal with in my 44 years now of role-playing of romance. It just doesn't come up that often. So I am learning something new even after all these years. Now, I don't want to get rid of it completely because I feel that that is a disservice to both myself and those two characters. But instead, we're just going to adjust it. We're going to do our best. It might be a little bumpy, but keep in mind the next time you hear this come up, don't roll your eyes and go, oh, here we go. They're just going to be talking about how much they love each other for the next five minutes. And it's all going to be lovey-dovey googly eyes. Now we're going to try to actually make it interesting and maybe even drop in some backstory about their characters or about where they came from. Atron's actually doing that slowly. I'm just going to have him move that ahead a little bit. But he does bring up a lot of his background when he's talking with Alhara. And we will accelerate that a little just so you will always be interested in what you are listening to. So hopefully you can learn something yourself from what I learned and incorporate that into your game. Again, this is one of these things I'm sure you're aware of. And as soon as I mentioned it, you're like, oh, yeah. They always do that in television and movies. Now we can see if we can figure out how to do it. So real quick, show notes. We have a lot going on with Roll for Combat RPG Superstar. It is happening. I have final artworks and I've been posting them on the Discord. If you want to go to the Discord, you can see what monsters look like. If you won... Let me know what monster you have and your Discord channel ID, and I will send you a picture of your monster in its final artwork. I'm not posting them all, but every few days or a week or so, I'm going to post at least one or two, so you get an idea of what the final monsters look like, and the artwork is looking great. I am really happy with it. We heavily accelerated the number of artists working on it. Originally, I had a small group, but they were going way too slow. So I hired like a dozen more artists. And wow, it's amazing when you have a dozen people working on something because suddenly the artwork is pouring in faster than I can keep up with it. So be on the lookout for those. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you can see the very, very cool artwork appearing in the upcoming Roll for Combat RPG Superstar 2020 Bestiary. That is a long title. I will see if I'm going to change that, but I think it's just going to be long. Also, don't forget, you can now listen to the show live. All you need to do is contribute five bucks. I brought it down from ten. Five bucks to the Patreon, and you too can listen to the show live every single week. 
we are a little bit further in Circus, and in Edgewatch, they are starting book two. They're really far. They are freaking flying on that game, and that is just... They are treating that game like Starfinder. If you remember our Dead Sons Adventure Path, they would finish a book in about 25-ish episodes. They might finish book one in 25 episodes, which is saying something because the Pathfinder books are a third larger than the Starfinder books, so they are cruising. And of course, don't forget, check out Jason's Talking Combat column. You're really giving yourself a disservice if you're not reading his column every single week. I think it was his New Year's resolution to not only hand his column in on time, which he did, but he made it really, really long, which I appreciate. He just, he went to town. Sometimes I feel like he just kind of phones it in. Oh, did I say that? This is the thing. I'm actually joking here. Jason is the fastest writer I've ever seen in my entire life. So for him to, quote, phone it in means he only gives me like 3,000 words instead of 5,000 or 10,000. Well, 10,000 is too much. But he writes so ridiculously fast. What his, quote, phoning it in is the equivalent of anyone else sitting there for a week writing because he is the fastest writer i've ever met and if you don't believe me just go to quora and look up jason mcdonald and he answered thousands upon thousands of quora questions in just a few years that is a ridiculous amount of writing i am completely joking with you jason because i know you're listening to this you are the stephen king of role-playing games you can write faster than anyone i know but with that, let's get to this week's episode. Last we left off, you decided to explore more of the swamp after hanging out with the greater Bargist, who you might have made a greater bargain with. We don't know. The greater Bargist are pretty evil, and this guy didn't seem to really like you that much, but... Somehow, some way, you managed to work out a deal. Who knows if he's going to honor the deal? I guess we'll find out. But then you decided, eh, let's just keep exploring. What's the worst thing that can happen? And it turns out, will-o'-wisps, which are normally really, really, really hard, but I don't know how you guys did it, but you killed them like in two seconds flat, which is kind of not fair to the will-o'-wisps because they weren't going to do anything except kill you. And they were going to show you such delights. But, you know, now they're dead. And um, you are on an island in the middle of a swamp. And it's getting dark. That's it. Steve, was that a Hellraiser reference? Lauren Sig is playing Hap, the Starlight Sparrow. A human fire elementalist sorcerer. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I liked it. Thank you. We have such sights to show you. I've never heard of this. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Veris, the amazingly agile Alhara, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. You've never heard of Hellraiser? There's what like is it, like a band? Mo- no, it's one of the most iconic. You've heard of the Cenobites, Pinhead? Oh, it's a, it's like a horror movie? Yes, yes. Oh, I hate horror movies. Okay, that could be why. Yeah, it'd be why. Well, it's iconic. Clyde Barker... Anyhow, yeah, you killed them. That's literally where we last left off. And 
people are damaged. Alhara is standing on a big old log. Darius is next to the log. Hap, Riley, and Atron are hanging out by the other log. There's a lot of logs in this forest and lots of water and well, swamp creatures. There better be logs. Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus, Darius's Daring Destructions, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. Or else I'm, we're out of here. This forest is... They're better than bad. They're good. Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, Uncanny Otteron's Cauldron of Curious Concoctions, a human witch of curses. I guess it could be like a bamboo forest. Or... In all fairness, sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the logs. <laughs> right? Ooh. All right, I want to check out this building that's to our south on this little island. Oh, yeah. I'm going to creep around the edge of the thing. I'm articulate. So, yes, so you are on a middle island. For those of you listening at home, this is a little hard to picture, but not really. There's, let's see, there's four islands. There's one to the left, one in the middle, one on the right, and one to the far right. They're in the one in the middle, and the one in the middle has old runes. That is a foundation of a small building that once stood there. It's overgrown with weeds, almost entirely obscured. Alhara is wandering around the old runes. It's very small. It's only like a 10 by 10 room. And there was a skeleton there that clutched a leather satchel, which Hap took. And on top of that, the skeleton's leather armor is also in tatters, and there is an amulet on the skeleton's neck. I don't remember if you took any of this stuff last time, but that's where we last left off. I remember what happened with this amulet. I think that you described it to us after we were already fighting the Will-O-Wisps, and we just kind of forgot to grab it. So, I go grab it. How about that? Yes. Well, I didn't describe it. I would have remembered. This is Oh, a... I'm sorry. Well, you said that it was present. It's present, but the, you look at the amulet, and there is a clay figurine that resembles a white cat with a paw outstretched. Huh. What do my detect magic eyes see? That'll be a 10-minute thing. But you Detect magic's it. not 10 minutes. Oh, detect Is magic. It? No, 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 no. I thought you were identifying. Um, identifying yeah. 10 minutes. Detect magic is, yep, it's magic. Or yeah, no, it's yeah. Magic. yeah, it's magic. Oh, this is interesting. Divination. It looks like it's actually a talisman, and they just have to put it on a chain, so it's actually not like a necklace necklace. I feel like the chain that it was on just kind of rusted away or something. And the actual leather itself is in complete tatters. And you also have a sack. And that's it. Um, Alhara, you look at the runes. Ruins. It's a building. An old building. Oh, ruins. Yeah. Ruins. Ruins. Okay, ruins. is there like a door? Or do I need to like climb over something? Oh, no, there's... there's... Oh, look, an yeah. opening. And there you go, there's the door. There's nothing left except just stonework. This thing is hundreds, maybe thousands. Who knows? It's really old. For the listening audience, Alhara had gone like 80% around of it and didn't find an entrance and was like, well, I guess we can't get in. And it happens to be at the last 20%. Yeah, Ataran shifts just to keep an eye on what Alhara is doing. Getting far closer to the building. Yeah, Darius will get next to Alhara. The runes have nothing of interest. They're completely overgrown and it looks like 
The skeleton, by the way, is a halfling. There's nothing in these runes that you can find or tell. Hmm. Hap, is that uh, amulet magical? I can look it over later. Oh, look, look. I don't know. I was going to come over and show you this, but I kind of forgot. Look, it looks like a cat, and it's definitely got some magic in it. Hmm. Yes, I, I will. I have a number of things to look over to later, so yes. We should, uh... Is this pocket where you put the... Th Here, I'm just going to put camp. in this pocket for you. And I shove um, it in your pocket for you. Okay. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Is there anything about the building of interest? Um, anything uh, marking the walls? You look around closely. There's no... Nothing. There's no words. There's no inscriptions. There's no dates. Whatever is here has been lost to time. Hmm. We need to also check the uh, island uh, where the wisps were, but um, the fireball made it move funny, so perhaps we should be careful. Perhaps an illusion? Because it, like, flowed or something? Yeah, you noticed there was something weird that happened to the... Um... The island Didn't shook. It, like, it, like, shook it like, like a boat, right? On the water? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, you know, can I take a look around real quick with the tech magic eyes? Sure, but I, I have an idea. What so, is your idea? It looks like there's trees and stuff growing on this island. Is that right? The one that floated weird? Yeah, in fact, if you're picturing a circle, because mm -hmm. this island is kind of circular, the whole top, the west, and some of the south, it's almost as if this entire island is almost like a sea covered in trees, and the only entranceway is through this log. Now, the water that is surrounding these islands, you can walk in it. It's probably like waist high. Okay. And it's super difficult terrain. Not just difficult right. terrain. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Super difficult. But yeah. it's totally walkable. And okay. don't worry about leeches or piranhas or anything like that. Alhara walks to the island. I love it. I'm just going to go over there. It. I just want to check things out. And I, I need to be on it to really get a feel for what this thing feels like to stand on and how it's moving in the water. Be careful. All right. This is what happens. Who, me? I'm always careful. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> you... Oh, I need to just, I need to think about this first. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's got to collect his thoughts. He's so happy. Roll Did it make a reflex save? Because, you know, fireball. Got to turn the island into a mimic. An ready. island mimic. It's possible. Yeah, anything's possible. You jump onto the island and yeah. say, cool, and then sink up to your waist. And oh. the island is quicksand. Dun, dun, dun! Darius, you're up. I immediately go to Alhara to help her out of the quicksand, standing on the log. Okay. Well, this is new. <laughs> you were like, what is this? Whoa! So, yeah, you're up to your waist in quicksand, and you have to give me an athletics check to try to pull her out and grab her on sucker out of the quicksand. 22. Does Alhara let you do that? Um, yeah, that's fine. I know, I was kidding. Um, hey, <laughs> it's anticlimactic, but you pop her out of the quicksand. 
The fastest combat ever. <laughs> well, if I failed, she would have sank more and more and then drowned in sand. Oh, no. Pretty much. Really, it's this actually... is just a very efficient way of getting more experience. <laughs> well, it's a complex hazard as opposed to the... Because all the other ones we've been doing have been simple hazards, which just have like reactions and stuff. This is complex, which means it actually goes into combat and has an initiative and everything. So... Which is kind you, of fun. You see Ataran is like pulling rope out of their backpack and just stops as Darius pulls Alhar out. Well, that um, that would have been a dangerous lure from the Wisps. Yeah, that would make their meal very, very uh, convenient. Mm-hmm. And yeah, drowned. if you actually went there and then fought them, that could have made things... Uh, well, it would have been an interesting combat, that's all I would say. A lot more challenging. You know, if I was a Will-O-Wisp and I fed off fear and death, this would be a great place to call home. Yes. Mm. So, Elhar notices there's nothing on this island. Like, there's no actual campfire. There was no actual camp. It was just a Will-O-Wisps being Will-O-Wisps, those sneaky little bastards. And it uh, looks like it is all, you know quicksand but where the trees are is semi-solid sort of swampy quicksand but there's definitely things in the roots that could like have some solidness to it if that makes sense well, in theory the roots themselves would start to stabilize that's what they do in, on uh, beach ecosystems and you think you can almost see little pieces of skeleton here and there in the roots of the uh, of the trees in the quicksand. Yeah, there's something in the roots of the trees. Mm, would it be safer to go around in the water and search around from the side? Probably. That sounds like fun. Ahara um, immediately jumps in. Just again. Oh, be be careful. You don't know what's in that water. We both like splash to in make the water. A plan first. Um, oh, gosh. It's not uh, that is it deep. deep? Oh. <sighs> Up to the it's... waist. My waist, anyway. Well, my waist, but mine's higher. So, Yeah, you uh, jump into the water. It is lovely swamp water. It is Ew. slick with muck and thick reeds. Greater <laughs> difficult terrain. And if you were smaller, you'd have to swim. <laughs> so for Darius, it's like up to his waist. Alhara, it's like up to her chest. And it's just super slow going, but so far so good. Can you feel the slime between your toes? Feels so weird. I have boots on, but gross. I mean, I have boots on too. I can still feel it. Yep, there it goes. Yep, gets in there, doesn't it? All right, so Ahara's going to start searching around in the swamp and this yeah, island. Trying to figure action. out why it was so weirdly buoyant. I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be just a quicksand. That seems weird. So you spend a bit of time looking around... And, I mean, this is actually going to take quite a while. Um, so we'll say a good, like, 20 minutes of Alhara and Darius looking oh, nice. around. Well, they do that. Atron will go looking over the ruins and maybe move aside some of the growth and vines just in case there's some clue as to the nature of the ruins from before. Okay. Uh, you find in the tree roots, like, in between skeletal fragments... A simple silver chain bearing a brass housing 
with tiny brass wings. You find that. Well, that's mighty interesting. Yes. Uh, otherwise, it looks like time and decay have eaten what is left of anything the will-o'-wisps fed upon and left here to rot. Or has sunk into the quicksand. Who knows where things go when they go into quicksand and die? Do they just stay down there and rot? Or I wonder if there's an elemental plane of quicksand and that's where they end up. Well, you know what? I won't get into it. But I did listen to an entire podcast about bogs and swamps and learned a huge amount about them. So, and exactly that that's something that happens is that bodies are perfectly preserved. And when they get into swamps, eventually they come back. And that's why people are scared to go into them because then they see the bodies come back up and then they think they're haunted. When in reality, it's just these bodies just don't decay. They stay in these swamps and they're like perfectly preserved for dozens if not hundreds of years and um yeah that's where like all the horror stories come because they they actually exist anyhow yeah bog ecosystems are really cool anyhow very interesting you find a silver necklace in the swamp hey Atron, you find nothing you guys really really all right want to find something in that ruins yeah, there it. has to be something there. <laughs> you're searching every inch. You're like, this can't just be a shack that someone built just for funsies. There has to be some mysterious story behind this shack. If it makes you feel any better, you can make one up. But there is none. It's just a shack. This is a miniature wizard's tower for a very tiny wizard. Could be. There's nothing over here. We should head back to camp and rest, and I have many things now to uh, look over. There's another island over there. Mm, again, I have almost no healing capability. Our wands are used. I really need to rest. I can take care of you. I'll hire. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. She runs over no, to the edge please. of the island, the, the southeast end, and leaps 25 feet to the next island. Was it upstream, downstream? Side stream. Well, I mean, soda stream. Okay. <laughs> okay. Twitch stream. Okay, you're on the little tiny island. There is a moss encrusted log that extends from the swamp's eastern island to the dry and rocky ground to the east. Don't worry about me. I'm I'm just scouting. I'll I'll come back if there's any danger. Should we maybe make sure have have you look injured? Darius, you want to carry me across? Happy is injured. Get on no, my no, shoulders. Just, just all right, I'm going to get on Darius's shoulders. <laughs> Riley's just going to swim and get all dirty. He doesn't mind. This is how bodies end up in bogs. I thought it was because rival circuses killed their rivals and then put them in bogs. Yeah, the only bog body I see around here is you. I oh, hear no. sometimes circus members do it to one another when they don't get listened to. Otteron <laughs> smirks. Oh, oh my gosh, you're so funny. No, I'm just I just want to see what's down oh, here. Oh, that works? Good. Ah, at least one works. Unfortunately, it sounded like a threat, but it worked. Ahara's going to leap there's a there's a log going from that island to the next one to the southeast down the chain. Uh, and she's just going to leap over it uh, with her incredible athletic ability and land on the next island. You land on the next island. That island is very rocky and very solid. So you have no worries about that one. Up, oh, Darius, stop. Stop, I'm on the log. Give oh, me no. a reflex save. 
as you start to cross onto the log, the log collapses and falls into the swamp. You make a 22 reflex save. Oh, no. You can jump. Where do you want to jump? You can either jump to Hap or you can jump to Alhara. To Alhara. You jump to Alhara. And... Um, while Just so you... to catch him, like an uh, like the acrobats do, like forearm oh, to forearm. No, oh, that's so bad. Swing him around. What? That's not bad. Roll for combat. As you jump across the log, as it's collapsing, it falls into the water, and the water starts to churn. And out of the water beneath the log. You see a large black ooze start to emerge from the water, upset that someone disturbed its rest underneath its favorite log in the forest. Darius, Darius, what were you doing? You're up first. There's a huge black pudding next to you. Black pudding. Oh, my. That can't be. That can't be. I wouldn't worry about it. This is not good. This is not good. Well, this is not good. Only someone had warned us. If only, if only <laughs> Otteron was here to tell us this was dangerous. At this point, Otteron just is like, mm-hmm, just nodding. Yep, just nodding, like, on just nodding. <laughs> uh, Darius will. Oh, you putting you take the mountain stance, and then let's try a flurry of blows. Wait, whoa, where'd that come from? I'm just moving the template on to the. <laughs> on to here in case someone wants to use it. No worries. I'm all out of level three spells. 31 to hit. 31 to hit. Well, I got good news and bad news. Well, I, I think I know what the bad news is. <laughs> good news <laughs> is you hit it. The bad news is it's immune to criticals because oh. it's a news. Well, that's 15 damage, so that's not nothing, hopefully. That's certainly not nothing. You punch the jello. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Second shot, 19 to hit. Yep. And. Uh, does it make damage. fortitude saves? Can are they, I'm assuming they're immune to, like, stunning or something, maybe? Uh, they're not immune to it, but this thing is way, way past your level. This thing is. This thing oh. is beyond your level and then some and then some but i will make it do the four critically anyhow. fail and you lose one does a 28 no. critically fail no i didn't think so it rolled a whopping 10 and it still made it because it's fort is oh wait that can't be right oh yeah it is a plus what? 18 to its fortitude save. plus 18 to its fortitude <laughs> Sounds <right. laughs> what <laughs> is that okay is that too I mean, much I guess if you have no internal organs, why do you care? Right. So I just sing here corrosive mass. Uh, creature that hits the oh pudding no. with metal or wooden. Nope. Um, Not me. That's true. That's true. I'm neither metal nor wooden. We would also whoop a rust monster. Thank you very much. <laughs> true. Uh, well, I have one more action. True. Uh, no, I have. Uh, yeah, I have one more action. I will. Uh, let's try it again. You don't have two more actions. No, I took the mountain stance as well. Ah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Come on, low AC. 11. Probably not. Oh, I'm flan I am flanking, if that matters. It might. It doesn't say. It just says it has acid, and it does acid to, to uh, weapons that hit it. Want so me to look? Wooden or yeah, metal sure. weapons. Unarmed right? literally means not weaponed. Is that what un unarmed truly means? 
I mean, textbook, mm, dictionary, no. No. or counts no. as a weapon attack, but no. I, I'm well. I just did this with another ooze, and this because there's a monk in that one, and the same thing. Like he had to do saves, just not take the damage. I mean, it's basically you get your hand out fast enough. But you... you know, there is precedence for weapon or unarmed attack. So if it doesn't actually specifically say unarmed attack, then it doesn't count. Yeah, I think punching it's not going to do anything based on how I'm reading it. It sounds like it has to be a metal or wooden weapon. Okay, fair enough. I just because oozes do this a lot and I'm yeah, totally sure. Uh, Darius, you had one left action. What yeah, I rolled an eleven, but I am flanking with it, so I don't know. I'm hoping that's its AC is low below. Uh, it's actually not that low. Yeah. Okay. Then I miss it is. Yeah, I mean it is super high level, even if it's Dex is putting. Yeah, Atron is up, and this thing was able to move out of the way, so you're like, ooh, this thing is a little dexterous. Yeah, Atron sees this massive, huge, um, massive uh, black oozing. Uh, I, I don't even know what Atron might really think of it as, um, just considering it, it's not like the gelatinous cube. It's more free-flowing and uh, strange, like tendrils and the like of its viscous substance. So Atron wants to know what they know about it. So if I could do a recall knowledge, please. And it is occultism. You know, ooh, but you rolled a... I'm going to tell you what you rolled. You rolled a two. So you do not know much. You know it's a news. You know it's called a black pudding. And yeah, that's all you know. Does Atron know that oozes like the gelatinous cube would be pretty much immune to all of their magic they're not immune to magic well almost all the occult stuff and pretty much all of Atron's powers are mental based do I know that I would say you know most oozes are immune to things like acid they're immune to crits they're usually immune to mental and they're usually immune to things like visual and unconscious those are your standards. All right. Okay, so I think... And precision damage, too. Things like that. That's pretty standard for oozes, so I'll give you that. Like, that you just know. Yeah. Because this is it's an ooze. some form of ooze, and then Atron would rattle off, like, avoid using mental magic or um, precision strikes, etc. Um, trying to go through um, all the different things mentioned. And... Atron will, let's see, look to, oh man, Atron will, this is not easy. So Atron is, yeah, you're behind the ooze, you're actually behind Riley, and Hap is right, Hap is not really on the ooze. Yeah, but... Right, but it looks like it's bursting out underneath I me. I know it's basically bursting out from underneath you, and it's sort of like there, but it's so because it's oh my god, is this 15 by oh my god, it's 15 by 15? Yeah, it's huge. Holy moly, this thing what? is big. I mean, yeah, I think somewhat out of surprise, um, Ataran will just immediately shout Erulavodic and send um, a broken part of log like flying at the black pudding. As they cast a telekinetic projectile. Okay. What type For of damage? 16. What type of damage is that? Uh, bludgeoning, we'll say. Mm. You sure you don't want to make a thing? Something <laughs> like splashing? 
I'm sure slashing will make it much more fun. And that's it for me. You hit 12 points of damage. Nice. Not bad. Black pudding. Dun, oh, dun, goodness. dun. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't oh, even no. know what I'm going to do. There's so much Nothing. you can do. Just don't do anything. Okay. It could just leave. I mean, it can find another log. It probably should just leave. That's yeah. what I would do if I were black It could go look for pudding. a significant other. Tapioca. I was, I was going to make a tapioca joke. How dare you? I'll be quick. Rice. It I was waiting for my turn. One thing. One thing. It's going to go after whoever hit it. And that oh, thank God. is Darius. That's me. Oh, gosh. 21. Matt, I think misses you. 21 is a miss. Yes. Wow. How did it, what did it roll? Oh, it rolled a three. Keep rolling threes. Three or lower, please. Uh, and now it's going to strike at Alhara. Hmm. 22. Ooh. Oh, my God. That misses too. Also, probably a miss. That's a miss. And then a Riley. Riley? He's not doing anything. Food. 14. Another miss. First of all, how dare you? Well, it's it's like <laughs> flailing in all directions. It's... It's much more interesting yeah, that if it goes... it's out it, pseudopods. It's pseudopods. The pseudopods just going everywhere. Just like flailing, and trying to grab you? anything it can get. That's the word I was looking for. Here's the pseudopods. thing. See, she wasn't mad when it went after Alhara and it'd be like, Alhara didn't do anything. No, no, Riley. Riley's who half really cares about. You don't have a cute little boopable nose. I do too. She absolutely <laughs> does. How dare you? <laughs> Atron, after this, will you please boop my nose? Boop the snoot. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna use. So I'm gonna declare my actions, and then I'm gonna narratively describe it because they, the two sound like an incongruency. Well, first thing you're gonna have to move. I, I left it that you can stay on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to get off that square. Yeah, Otherwise yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna declare you. the actions first, just that way, and then I'll narrate it. So I'm gonna use one action to move. And then I'm going to use two actions to Burning Hands, and then Riley gets one action because I didn't command him, which will be the Jaws. But what really happens is I'm like, it is like, is like this thing bursts up from underneath the ground, and, and it like starts starts like kind of, you know, like when it rains and like all the earthworms start coming up out of the ground. I guess it's like doing that up underneath Hap, and then and then so she's like desperately trying to like get away as, as she's losing ground, and she falls over, and like Riley's pulling on her. And like trying to pull her out of there, so she gets out of the way, and then and then she gets up and just torches him with burning hands, and then and then you know after Riley's done help pulling her away, like you know he start gobbling up the just start slurping him up like he's delicious with the pudding. All right, so let's click burning hands here. I'm gonna use a level two burning hands. Oh, and here here's the template. Yeah, I see it. You don't have to put it on. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. And then a, a jaws attack with Riley. Okay, you. I wonder hit. if piercing does anything. Oh. Now let's go through order. So you hit uh, with. Oh wait, I have to do the reflex saving throw. So let's see if it jumps out of the way. Well, it's immune to crit damage, right? Yeah, but it still has to. It's a reflex saving oh, throw I see. from yeah. the burning yeah. hands. Oh, it fails. So twenty points of damage. Oh, nice. A lot of it goes on fire, even though it was water logged. Get it? Uh, mm, it it's hit like by it. the jaws. Now that is 
finesse piercing. Now, what does piercing do? Let's look. Oh up. no! <laughs> what? I'm it's just. So oh bad. no! I've got more AOE. That's why I really wasn't worried about it. So this is what happens. Riley bites it, and B Riley does such a good job with his near oh, minimum no. damage. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, no. Wait, hey. aren't they both smaller? Nope. <laughs> but they are—they are smaller in the sense they have less hit points, but they're still physically the same size. That is another fun thing about uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition. So let me just do some quick math. Yeah, first had the similar thing where they would split and they would be the same size and they would just, it was all too easy to quickly fill an entire room of, with ooze. <laughs> I think that like their hit points like do still go down though, right? It's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it splits, it splits. So... Although they're physically the same size, they are less dense than before. So now mm -hmm. there is an ooze surrounding Riley and Atron and Hap. There's just oozes everywhere. Yay! Yay. Does, uh, does Riley's job, damage Hap. still go through? No. His damage didn't even happen either? Ugh. Completely Gosh. immune. All you did was cut him in half. Hey, you're welcome that I didn't metagame this. Yeah, well, I know you didn't. Alhara, you're up. Hey, Alhara, look, you just got a lot more targets. That's all. Just think of it that way. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So first thing she's going to do is pull out her bow staff because holy mackerel. Uh, the second thing she's going to do is smack this black pudding with the bow staff. Which black pudding? The, the one that is adjacent <laughs> to her. The original. Uh, uh -huh. the, o the OG. OG black P. pudding. Yeah. OG gets hit. Eight points of damage. Cool. You know, why don't you do slashing? I bet you we could just fill this place with black puddings everywhere. You know what? That's actually not a bad idea. If we could get the black pudding into the cave where the Bargus lives and then just throw a bunch of daggers or something at it so it splits <laughs> a billion times and then barricade the cave exit, that seems like that would be a fun idea. I, I kind of want to teach one to have witch spells so it can actually be a witch black pudding. Oh my gosh. Good thing Hap didn't heal up during those 20 minutes when people were exploring the woods. Yeah, I, I wanted to say something. You should have. I wanted to say something, but everybody was talking and you just moving Your mic was, was muted like, and you couldn't. Uh -huh. You could have. I was sitting here waiting, but okay, Alhari, you hit. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah. I have one action left. Uh, I'm going to hit it again. Let's go hitting it. It'll probably be fine. Seven points of bludgeoning. Quack, yeah. quack. Yeah, it's taking damage. I and mean, it's very easy to hit. Seems that way. Darius, you're up. You're like, this isn't so bad. It hasn't even touched anyone yet. Yeah, it's great. Million uh, man punch. Let's do oh, it wait. Again. wait. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, the staff is wood. The staff is wood. Give me a reflex yes. save. <laughs> No, I, I think my turn's over. You said it was Darius' turn. I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Either uh, I got it. Oh, natural look at that. You have natural 20. Give another one. What? It's every time okay, you Okay, but see, if I knew about this, I might not have done it the second time. Honestly, Alhara would be cocky, and she'd do it a second time. Of course she would do Ooh, it. Ooh, I rolled a Ooh. 2. 15 total. That ain't good. No! Your staff takes three points of damage. 
you'll have to look it up. Let's you know, look it up. I, I'm sure it has extra things because it's magic and stuff. I'm sure it's not broken yet, but um, mm. I guess tonight Atron might be using some of their crafting to help fix your staff. Uh, Darius is up, but do make a note that you have three points of damage in your staff. All right, let's strike this thing with a flurry. You know, in theory, I wonder if your your cloth hand wraps would count. Well, if it doesn't say it on the monster, then I'm no. kidding. You. I rolled, rolled a, a one natural anyway. one. You stink. Second shot. How's about a fourteen while flanking? <laughs> oh, hit. ten damage. It's not looking good. It's looking. And it's not looking good. I'll not take another good. shot. Another shot in the name of love. Oh, man, critical. If, you know, I'm uh, going to give you the sound uh, effect. Whoops, that's uh, the wrong uh, Wrong one. Uh, 11 points of damage. Woo. 11 damage. <laughs> um, You one get one more, more attack. attack. I have one more attack. Yeah. Do it. Come on, uh, credit. Oh, beautiful. Actually, Great. maximum damage. 15. Please be dead. It's so close. It's like oh, it's, no. it's like it's I like, hit it. Oh, it's three so times. Close. This is the greatest monster I've ever fought. Thirty-three oh fort save, so you don't stun it. Well, Atron, yeah. Atron, you gotta, you got, you're the bad place, man. The bad spot. What's oh my God, uh, everywhere. There's like big jiggling piles of hit points. What's the uh, movement? Off of the island, like into the water. Fifteen. Just every leap. Every square is fifteen. Mm -hmm. It's plus ten for each square. That's how it, the okay. map works. Because it's a greater difficult terrain. Mm. The one next to Darius right. is like on its very, very, very last legs, and they go next. Yeah, I was hoping to do something cool, but maybe I can't. Three attacks or six attacks? You you choose. Do you ever figure out how many hit points you're st Oh, you know what? It's in um it's in Hero Lamp, I think. Okay, I think I know what I'm doing if the template is correct. Okay. Okay, wait, good news. Um Alhara, your staff has the hardness of five, mm -hmm. so it doesn't take any damage. Right. I forgot about that. Oh, that is just sizzles a bit. Just sizzles a bit, so you're in good shape. Um, Atteron will move off the island, stepping into the muck and water. Um, wants to move further, but just is finding themselves so slowed down that they can't move anymore because that's 15 and my movement's only 25. So can't move back anymore. Um, Atteron raises their arms and chants Shatiti Nok and um, from their outstretched hands and arms comes spiraling tendrils of darkness that have these like strange violet thorns that rip and tear as they go out in this 30 foot line so it will hit both puddings and no one else. Oh, beautiful. That's so cool. It's nothing crazy, but 
Um, hey, reflex, it's a fortitude save, DC 21, so they're obviously good at it. But... Oh, no. Hey. What? Oh, the north one critically fails. Oh. Ooh. And the south one totally makes it. So, let's see. Half damage. Yeah, critical failure is that it takes double damage and double persistent bleed. If they but, can bleed. Yeah, I don't know if it actually takes it because it's immune to critical. Well, critical hits is critical Different. hit. Critical failures of a, of a save oh, sound like. Oh, yeah, because this isn't a critical hit. This is a critical failure. That's a difference. Well, it does 10 because I have it here. So it's different damage. But, um, hmm. Well, let's do the other one. So the first one takes three points of damage. <laughs> Yay! Fantastic. That's what I like. Love it. So the original one takes just enough damage. It had two hit points left. Wonderful. Yeah, Barely I didn't want to waste a telekinetic projectile on it. And that one dies. I know you're going to run out of telekinetic projectiles. Well, I, I meant like do <laughs> a two-action attack on it just for a little damage as opposed to get them. Sure. Both. Oh, yeah, no, that was a great... Was and a great I finally spell. got to use Grim Tendrils. <laughs> Ew. I mean, if you're going to use Grim Tendrils, a, a murky, gross swamp is probably a pretty good, appropriate place to use yeah. it. Um, so now... I don't know how it would bleed, but I'll give it to it. Yeah, I mean, so that means it takes double persistent bleed, so it would have two bleed. Well, that happens on its turn. Yeah, Yeah, just, just letting you know. Um, that is the end of Atron's turn. You know when, like... When, like, your soup, you leave it out too long, and it's got, like, a film on top. Yeah, it's losing its internal f soup. Yeah, you're just puncturing, like, the side, and the soup is spilling out. That's what bleed is. Is anyone else grossed out by that? Who wants nah, to die? Soup. Is it Hop, Riley, or Atron? You tell me. You get to choose who dies. Oh, everyone's a 13. I pick Darius, because he has the most hit points. <laughs> well, I don't go in this interview. Can't reach. Can't reach you. Who wants to die? Oh, uh, just do one each, just for fairness. Oh, the the pudding is going. Ah, Atron. Pseudopod! Ooh, that's fun. Ten points of damage. It rolls a 25, it hits you, does 21 points of bludgeoning damage, and six points of acid damage. Oh. So how much? Uh, 27 points of damage total. Okay, and I already did ten, so 13 more. And so you take six points of acid damage to your clothing. So you might be naked soon. Take a note of that. I don't know what the hardness of your clothing is. Ooh. But things might be falling out of you. How much was it? Six points of acid damage. Then it grabs you. Oh, no. And then... Uh, it will constrict you, because why not? Or it could just hit you again. I'm trying to see. How does this work? I never understood. Constrict's that. usually good if you have two different people grabbed. Yeah. Well, the monster's listed, and then it just can, like, hit someone else because it already has you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's just yeah. hit someone else. Constrict is nice because it's automatic. Yeah, it's, it's a good. it's a fort save. It's a basic fort save. Right, because right, usually right. it's like all the people that you have grabbed when you do constrict have to make that check and yep. take that damage. So it's yep. good to like 
have Riley. multiple people grab Riley's your hit first. Well, it also yeah. checks against a different defense, too. Leave True. my poor sweet boy alone. Riley takes, uh, what's that, 22 points of damage. 16 points of bludgeoning, 6 points of acid Ugh. damage. This is unacceptable. It is? And Hit me all you flat, like. Kill me. Leave the dog alone. Flat check to see if it's bleed. I don't know how it bleeds, but we'll just say it is. 19. It seals up whatever bleeding thing it Bleeding it has. plasma. Some sort of plasma. Right. It actually, well, it takes the damage first, though, and then it does the check. Right. So it does take mm-hmm. the damage. So something interesting I found out. If you are grabbed, unlike Pathfinder 1, the monster itself does not get the grab condition. Only the person grabbed. So we've been doing that wrong. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, what? we've been doing that. Yep. I checked with Mark for himself. And because I was like, wait a second, because I was reading it carefully. And he's like, yep. So only the person grabbed gets flat footed and all that stuff. So the creature itself is does not does not work like Pathfinder first edition. What? Completely different. Well, that's right. I knew that and never thought to bring it up. <laughs> I know. Now I know. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I, let me double check. And I checked with Paizo. And they're like, yeah, that's Oh, goodness. Good. I'm going to be grabbing so many things. I know. It's actually, yeah, it's really good. Well, it's really good for monsters. Hop, you're up. All right. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna use all three of my actions. But Riley's going to use his one action to just step away. He well, can't. to technically he stride can't. away. He can't. He's immobilized. Oh, he's immobile. Oh, no, no, he's not. He's not grabbed. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't think he was grabbed. All right. But uh, seeing my poor sweet boy just get hammered by a pseudopod and then kind of whimpering a little bit, I'm going to just, I'm just going to go, uh, just fire, fire, fire. I'm just going to spam fire at him like this is Street Fighter and I'm playing Ryu. Just so many flaming Hadokens. So oh my gosh. we're going to use two actions for produce flame and one action for. Uh, elemental toss to just get as much fire on the field as I can. Alright. I have to hit a 17 and a 25. Uh, so produce flame and then elemental toss. Uh, yeah, they both hit. 18 fire damage and then 19 fire Ooh. damage. Leave my sweet, sweet boy alone. Get out of here, you dark tapioca. I've had enough of you. Alhara's up. Oh my god, it's still alive. <laughs> Somebody wow. get me out of here. <laughs> no, it's okay. Alhara to the rescue. Uh, she is going to heroically leap back over uh, as close as she can to Ataran, uh, placing herself uh, basically between Hap and Riley, and the pudding it can't quite get so far to to block Otteron, but you know, hopefully she'll make herself a big target if she can't kill this. And I've got two attacks left with the bow staff because so far it hasn't taken any damage. It's done pretty good. Either I'm too fast or the acid is too weak. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Let's hit it. 27 to hit, six damage. Okay, give me. Reflex save 32. All right, your thing is fine. Just lightning fast, she snaps the bow staff out and just bam, taps it. Yeah, it's dead. Fantastic. And it gives Atron one last little squeeze. Squeeze. No. Just, just to remember you by. Please don't squeeze do them. I Death need them. Frenzy. You know the thing is, Atron is starting to put together a rolodex 
of what it's like to be inside a gelatinous cube, what it's like to be constricted by a black pudding. They oh are have, they can put out a what it's like to be absorbed by X ooze, like a book. A <laughs> this book. is why I'm an expert in occultism. The book will be called Oozes and You, a guide for Dungeoneering. That's right. Oozes and You, a guide for the most relaxing oozes that you can sleep in and get massages from. Ataron, like, pulls at their robe where it's burnt through from the acid a bit. Just looks okay, around so at everybody. It's dead. They collapse into the water, dissipating. And in um, that silence after the battle, Alhara is going to turn to Atron and be like, "Okay, you were right. There was more danger in the forest, and maybe we should heal, or just keep going. Or there was another log leading across the river to another uh, part of the forest. We could go explore it. No, wait. Darius has to tend to Riley's wounds. Okay. Riley's fine. Riley's tend fine. to everyone's runes, and then we explore it. I am done for Our the evening. Our fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, the map doesn't even go that much further. I'm pretty sure we're near the end of it. Maybe we should rest now. <sighs> it's been a it's been a rough bit for all of us. And we got a lot done. So good for Alhara us. Alhara sees all the way to the east a ancient stone staircase leading up. What time of day is it? There's an ancient Night. stone staircase <laughs> over oh, there. Don't you want to check well, out the ancient stone staircase? I feel that's let's do that in the morning. Like let's have something to be excited for for when we wake up. Is it getting late? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's very late. We it's, went, we oh, went it's already it's past late, dinner absolutely. time. Yeah, it's like nine o'clock. We're definitely going back and going to sleep. Okay. If they're ancient, then that just tells you that they'll still be there tomorrow. And Alhara okay. saw a sign that says, only open tonight. Oh, hey, I can see some magic It's, like, it's like those 24-hour sales that are only for 24 hours every day. It's 24 hours in a row. Mm -hmm. So it's only going to be open one night only. It says one night. It's like crawl. It's going to disappear every day. Nice. Oh, yeah. It teleports to, to a new, new place. New location. So, oh, well. Oh, my gosh. Okay. They're leaving you. <laughs> Atron walks back across the muck. <laughs> they were already in oh, it. Like, so they walk oh, over oh, to the uh, island where the ruins like, are. Try to convince everyone. Half is on my shoulders you. again. Oh. I don't want to get dirty. Oh, I was just messing with you. We're definitely going to head back and rest. I'm Although, assuming we can heal up at camp. I kind of like the disheveled look. With your little hole in your clothes there and there. It sort of looks like it was on purpose. You've got mm. those acid-washed jeans. You do. My clothes were worse torn when I fled my home. Atron just shakes their head as they walk back into camp. I like how Riley has a little symbol of a light bulb over his head, which makes him look like he's a smart boy with a plan. Little do people realize that he does not have either. Hush your mouth. He's this. You. I'm. I'm done with you. I've had enough. Good day, sir. Ataron extends their arms as black feathered wings grow, and as they uh, bring their arms in, the feathers just spiral and wrap around Ataron in a kind of like greater flutter, and um, like there's a larger number of them than normal. 
As uh, Atron starts healing, Atron's going to use life boost on themselves. Look over at Riley. Ugh, they are always so extra, right? Was that in character? Yes. Okay. Darius will give anyone who's hurt assurance-laden healing. Atron's going to walk off a bit. Thick layers of assurance. What'd you scare them away for? That wasn't nice. What are you talking about? Meanwhile, they're also cooking some grizzly bear and making some bear bacon. Lots of fat running off the bear bacon just for Darius. Hmm. Yeah, Atron's going to go over and sit near the edge of the trees at the south of camp. Alhara's going to follow them and make sure to give them their distance. But when it seems to her that it's safe to approach, she'll approach them. Yeah, um, Atron immediately, once they get over there, sits down and starts chatting with Chilagosh. Um, and seems to be talking um, specifically of some of the magical practices and nature of the oozes and things that they need to figure out for the next time this is sure to happen and is uh, sounding very terse like obviously this will continue to happen since no one is going to listen so I'm going to have to be prepared for it and hopefully it's better that I get hurt but I'm going to need some sort of precautions against this so what are we going to do and just keeps going back and forth sounding very terse but trying to keep it like academic and like they're trying to just make a plan even though clearly is upset does Sheila go call sometimes? I, I, I imagine Sheila goes talks in some weird, you know, um, a quick syl syllabic language that no one else understands because they actually have to converse in this way. I wonder if it's like backwards, like, you know, like he talks backwards. Like you're like, this is going to keep happening. And she goes like, isn't it that's high, horrible? And you're like, I know, I couldn't have said it better myself. Maybe. Um, so that'll go on for 10 minutes as I refocus. And then seeing Alhara Atron would look up and just frown, try to smile a little, but frown. Yes. Feeling any better? Not really. The, the physical can heal, but I am still going to be upset and worried about the next time this happens. The next time what happens? We, we're in danger all the time. We go too far. We we put ourselves in dangerous positions. We'd been doesn't done it make for up the for evening. everyone else who doesn't go far enough? Uh, we'd even decided we'd be done for the night. And then, oh, one more. Oh, one more. Uh, it'd be different if we hadn't had such a dangerous afternoon. Yeah, perhaps. But I don't know fun the danger the excitement not knowing what's going to happen next what's around the next bend mm, i would rather be prepared for the danger yeah i suppose that's the difference between you and me i suppose well looks like there's some holes in your clothes so are you gonna keep it that way and look edgy or do you want to fix them i think i will look to your staff first i think that is more important um, there's a little discoloration here, but it doesn't look like anything really bad happened to it. Mm, I have a number of things to look over, too. I will have to get the rest from Hap. I could get things from her. What do you want? 
Mm, there was a few different things. Uh, Hap. Huh? What? Oh, uh, she'll Can you bring over the items we need to review? Oh, she'll... Oh, okay. And then she <laughs> runs back to her <sighs> backpack sitting by Darius. And then runs back over again. Yeah, he, here. Is, is this everything? Did I forget anything? Um, I know you found a bag. Um, oh, an, yeah. Let me go get amulet. it. An amulet. O'Hara pulls the bag out and drops it at their feet. Oh, Sounds yeah, like there's... you're very busy. And then she turns and storms off. Um, all right. What's got her upset? Uh, I, I do not know. Well, do you want some dinner? You don't haven't eaten anything. Here, let me bring you some dinner, and then you can sulk some more. I have a lot I'll of grab. things to look I'll over. Go, it's but... too late. I'm going off. <laughs> I'm going to go get you some dinner. You actually had dinner already, so this is oh, supper. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Yeah. Supper. Are you going to sup, or is this a late night snack? I got some bear meat for you and some bear bacon Oof. that they've been cooking. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to eat. Atron's going to look over the bag, the reed, the elixirs, metal tubes. I've got a lot of stuff to try to identify. Well, don't stay up too late doing homework. So, Stephen, when you're ready, I'll start identifying. Okay. What are you looking at first? What do you want to look at first? The bag. The bag. Yeah, that, you know, for a fact is a uh, type one bag of holding. So that one you're like, yep. All right, and then there was, I maybe I already identified it, reed of metallic dust. Oh yeah, it's like full of metallic dust. Uh, yeah, I, thought I have dust of appearance in yeah, parentheses. So maybe I did that one already. Oh, it is. Yeah, that is dust of appearance. So I guess you did must the have elixir. Um, the compass wasn't magical, right? That was normal. It was romantic, but oh, uh, the magical. silver. The silver compass is just loot. It could be sold for some coin, but it's uh, there's okay. no magic to it. There was a hollow metal tube with engravings of open locks and chains. That was magic. Atron just found that in the tree in the glade. Yes. Uh, you can look at that. Ooh. Oh, you're lucky. That one's really hard to figure out. That is a chime of opening that is uncommon and the way that works is Ooh. the chime can be activated 10 times before it cracks and becomes useless you aim the chime at a container door or lock you want to open and strike the chime the chime sends out a magical vibrations that attempt a thievery check against the locks dc with a bonus of plus 13. It only does one lock or binding at a time, so you might have to do it multiple times. It is worth 235 gold pieces. Oh. Wow. Oh, my. All right, and then Ataran found an elixir in that tree. Oh, my. Okay, let's do the elixir. That is alchemy crafting. Wow. Okay. Roll the 31. I think you know what it is. <laughs> that is a dark vision elixir. You gain dark vision. And this one is. I think nice. Is, let's see, hold on. A moderate version. It's worth 11 gold pieces and it gives you dark vision for one hour. That sounds really useful. Yeah, that's a nice one. Especially if we have to go 
Aren't we supposed to look for... It's all gas in caves or under the city or something? Yeah, that was our lead to come here. Yeah, okay. Um, there was a potion that Hat found in the ruins. Yes. Well, inside the bag, you found a potion of some sort. You found 14 gold pieces. Got that. And you also find a map. Ooh, I like maps. Inside of the bag, kind of stuck at the bottom. Uh, Hap didn't find it at first. But Ataran is a little bit more thorough in its searching than uh, than Hap, the teenage witch. So let's see. Uh, you want to check out that potion? Let's see. Yes. That is an invisibility potion. Colorless. Has no smell, no taste. Iocane powder. I'm sure of it. Or invisibility potion. It will either kill you instantly or make you invisible. One of the two. Would you bet your life on it? Huh. Someone will. All it, right. Uh, uh, amulet. Gives you the effects of a second level invisibility spell. It's worth 20 gold pieces. Amulet. Okay. Oh, it's a hard one. That means it's, it's good. Let's see. Oh, you know what it is. Another uncommon magic item. It is a beaking cat amulet. Riley doesn't like it. Riley's like, cat amulet. Meow. Riley, be good. It's not real. It's an uncommon consumable divination fortune magical talisman. It is a clay figurine that, rep that resembles a white cat with its paw outstretched. When it's activated, any allies within 10 feet... Also just failed or critically failed a reflex saving throw, such as a fireball spell, get to re-roll their saving throw and use a better result. So the trigger is you use the feeder ability to re-roll a fail or critically failed reflex saving throw. It's actually not bad. 26 gold pieces. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, we never run into fireballs, so it's not <laughs> like... Do any of us have anything like that? I don't think so. Roll? No. Like halfling lock. For cat's luck, none of you have that. Oh, well. Maybe. And then the simple silver chain necklace with the brass housing and such that we just found. That, yeah, that one's interesting. Give me a second. I Jeez, we did find kidding. a lot of stuff. I didn't you know did, we had you this did. Stuff. Yeah, we mm -hmm. did. That's why Adoran's like, I actually have a lot to look over. If you ever need help with homework, like, I can try. It's a big, it's spending a nice hour doing this. Yep. You... You find a silver chain that bears a brass housing with tiny brass wings. At the center of the housing, you find a clear spindle ironstone positioned so that it resembles an open eye. You know that this necklace is also known as a Saint Altarium's Eye, and the housing can bear a single ironstone in the same way as a wayfinder will allowing the necklaces wearer to benefit from the stone as if they were as if it were orbiting their head the necklace that you have can bear only clear spindle and stones and not other types it allows the bearer to use the stone's resident power but doesn't restrict the wearer from investing into and stones even those slotted into a wayfinder it is otherwise the exact same statistics and price as a regular wayfinder 
Well, that's pretty awesome. And the clear spindle, do I know what it does? Yes, but I don't know what it does. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I was just looking. So it sustains a creature without food or water. And because of the nature of the uh, necklace, it'll allow the resonance power as per the Wayfinder. So the wear can also cast protection from chaos, evil, good, or law on themselves once per day at cash level 20th. They can oh. activate it as an immediate action, but doing so drains the Ioun Stone of its magic, turning into a dull gray. Oh, no. So it's a... Yeah. Otherwise, it's worth 4,000... No. Clear spindle. What? No, you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, that's... The clear spindle <laughs> Oh, I'm in the first edition. <laughs> I was like, I'm like oh what are you... Goodness. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, you started off saying, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. What are you talking about? Sorry. What I, you talking I was about, in the Willis? second edition area. <laughs> wow. This thing's so powerful, it leached over from first edition. That's yeah. amazing. It's I mean, if it's still good. worth four grand, that is amazing. It's actually, I'll do it. You don't need to eat or drink while this anstone is invested by you. This anstone doesn't function until it's been worn continuously for a week. So you have to wear it for a week, and then you have to invest in it. Um, if you give it to someone else, it has to start over. The resident power allows you to cast air bubble as a primal spell once Oh, that's day. different. All right, nice. And it's worth... Three hundred and twenty-five gold pieces. Still a lot. Three hundred thousand. Yes, three hundred thousand copper pieces. <laughs> you. I'd like to go back it. in time and sell it for four thousand. Four thousand copper pieces. You got it. <laughs> Forty gold. Here you go, my friend. It's still worth. That's a lot. And then the wayfinder. I don't. I forgot how much a wayfinder is worth, but altogether, it's almost like three hundred fifty gold pieces. So you found yeah. about. You know, for all your bitching and complaining, you guys actually found a lot of stuff. You know, somebody can turn that into some pretty nice, uh, some pretty nice runes for their armor, or, you know. We can, can almost afford a greater animal staff. Just saying. Why would Gross. we want that? Uh, because it would be phenomenal utility for us. Who's us? Us. For the group. Us. Uh-huh. You, mm -hmm. you, you work on that. We'll see how that goes, uh, Lauren. I'm not even going to say Hap, because that's not Hap saying that. That's Lauren saying that. Yep. Yep. So that keeps Atron busy for about an hour. Otherwise, there's also got... books you found and maps. Don't yep. forget. Yep. I think Darius but... has the book. Nope, I have the book. Man, you really you really hog it all. I gave the book to the, the, the most read person. The egghead? Is that what you're looking for? Egghead. The person who speaks the most languages. Yeah, egghead. it's really important to speak all the uh, very good languages that I know. Speaks speaks Zolgath. Who knows who wrote this book? <laughs> um, if no one else has anything during that hour, I've got my next action, but I don't want to hog the light. Uh, I think you can go ahead. We're just chilling with the circus folk, I think. Mm-hmm. So Ataran will go looking for Ahara. Oh, you're done, huh? Yes, I, I, I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to look over those? You seemed angry. I was, I was just gonna. I'm sorry. I've had a couple mead. I was just gonna talk to you a bit, and I felt like you were dismissing me. 
I was trying to help, and instead of having me go get stuff from Hap, you called for her yourself. So it seemed like you wanted to be alone, so I let you be alone. Oh, no, I didn't want you to have to leave. Mm. I'm sorry, I did not understand. Um, I oh, do have okay. reading to do if I can sit with you while I read. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I just I just had one or two or five meads and I was gonna I was gonna go to bed. But I, I can just fall asleep here. And she's she's kinda nodding off and she she taps like the log she's sitting on, you know, inviting Atron to sit next to her. So Atron will sit down on the log next to Alhara. Fully well, presuming she's likely to nod off and lean against them. Um, and Atron will take out that old notebook and start to read. Oh, yeah. And she immediately does. She immediately just sort of goes over and snuggles in and falls asleep almost immediately. So what language is this notebook written in? All right. It is written in common. Nice and boring. You open up this journal that was bound in a silver cord. You undo the knot, and it is an exciting journal. I'm not kidding. You read it over for a while, and you are captivated. It actually is the journal of an infamous thief named Juniper Winzel that starts way back in 4700 AR about a pickpocket-turned-cat-burglar in the streets of Escadar. This journal goes through Juniper's crimes, and they continue to grow as the dates approach the present, progressing into ambitious heists, targeting banks and temples, and it gets crazier and crazier. It reads like an action novel. And then towards the end of the journal, Juniper confides her fears that Andrea Paltrian, a competent deputy working on the rise has obtained evidence of her guilt. And you know who that is, because that's the woman you met who now runs yeah. the entire watch department. The journal's final entry is dated 4712 AR, so eight years ago. Uh, in addition to the memoirs, the text also contains a sketch of the cave system, which you you know, went through and experienced. You also see where the yellow mold was, was a warning not to go over there because there's yellow mold over there. You also see information about references to stolen items hidden in a tree in a nearby glaive. Ah. And so you were able to know where the knot was. And that's where she hid some of those cooler things you found. Am I crazy, or do I remember that this book was kind of kind of tied to that compass we found? Wasn't there an engraving like "Find your way back to me"? And if we found it with the book, mm, no, mm. no. The only thing you found with the book was oh, the compass was in the bag. Yeah, always find yeah. your way back to me. That was a bag that was near the yellow mold. That's right. And that's where this, this book was in, wasn't it? No, this book was in the abandoned hideout. And there was a bedroll, and it looks like that little hideout oh, was Juniper's okay. old hideout where she was. 
It also says that she left a small chest buried in her hideout. Ooh, we have to go back. Good luck on that one. Kalakek is there. The problem with that is there's a monster in there. Yeah, but we could just kill him. Uh, yeah, no problem. Is that what we wanted to do? No, it's it's not. I wouldn't want to kill him because I... I don't believe in chaotic evil. I don't think it exists. I'm sure he has good in his heart somewhere. Mm. Anyhow, it looks like you got most of the treasure. You just missed, you know, a literal treasure chest buried. Yeah, but now I know it's there. True. And it'll bother you forever and ever and ever. Yeah, that's actually true. Oh, that's it. That's all you find. Uh, It's a very fascinating read. And it's quite Very long, nice. so it takes you probably a good hour or two to read through the whole journal, and you're like, ooh, exciting and new. Yeah. So just so I know where to file this information in my head, do we have no clues as to who the compass belongs to? Like, there's no way I'll ever be able to get it back to its owner. You would probably have to go into town and maybe ask around. Okay, well, okay, as long as it's possible, I'll still do it. Because this is romantic, and the person needs to get it. Whoever, you know, whoever says me, whoever me is, they need it. Yeah, that was off the dead halfling. Yeah, but it said always it. find Oh, no, sorry, back. sorry, sorry. No, okay, like, like, sorry. There's that three, was in the bag. Yeah, there's three groups of things. There is the stuff you found in the cove, and that is obviously Juniper Wenzel's, so you know where that one is. From the cove. Like the cave, the glaive. Code? Yeah, the glaive inside the gl- the, the glade. Okay. Right, the glade. Uh, there's the actual cave itself, where there's a treasure chest, but you can't. You have gotten to that. There was the type one bag of holding, which was just sitting there near the yellow mold. And yeah, that I one. think there was also like a decrepit skeleton there or something. Someone got hit by that mold and died, and that bag's just been sitting there forever yeah and then you have the other skeleton which was near the will-o'-wisps that was obviously probably eaten and killed by the will-o'-wisps and then you also found the uh the anstone thing near the quicksand so there's just there's just stuff man bogs are like treasure chests they just have lots of stuff and people been coming to this forest and dying yes and this forest and is you, rough. Yeah, and you're finding all their uh, their loot. So good job. Hmm. This is so different than the other podcast where all they have to do is shake hands with an NPC and get awarded money. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Otteron will then use time to fix up um, Alhara's staff and their own clothing. Okay. Well, her staff only had surface take- damage. Yeah. So you don't have to worry. If you want to polish it up and make it pretty, that's fine. Yeah, I can. I mean, Ahar's right there, falling asleep. Batron finishes reading after a bit and is like, well, might as well fix these up just in case of things tomorrow. So, Batron's a very talented crafter, has a repair kit, so we'll get to work. Okay. I mean, I'll say that you just do it. It's minor. Okay. These are minor repairs. I don't need and to then, for these things. Atoran will make sure Alhara gets to her bedroll, and then Atoran will... This is our first evening here, so Atoran will just lay their bedroll down close by. Not immediately next to, but 
you know, within like 10 feet and lay down as well. Hey now. By morning, they're right next to each other. Hey now. Chila goes just <laughs> staring. Chila goes <laughs> staring at them. Ahara wakes up. Chila goes is on her chest, staring at her like a cat oh does. It's like, it's kind of. <laughs> what are your going... intentions with my friend? More than friend, my master. I don't know. It's confusing. Things are confusing. I presume Hap and Darius and Riley were just rustling, and uh, you guys can heal yourselves all up. That's exactly what was happening. It was it was two teams. Hap and Riley were on a team wrestling against Darius, and they and they and they still couldn't get an edge on him. I was gonna say I don't think that's much of a challenge to be honest. No, but it's fun. I would uh, pretend to be losing, and then do the Hulk Hogan immune to pain shake, and then pin them both with hugs. Oh, what a what a cute family we all are. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. Oh, hey, brother. All right, brothers and sisters and others, what are we doing? We'll say you sleep, you wake up, nothing happened at night, no one's dead. Looks like you need another six days for the circus to start clearing out all the brambles. You guys have plenty of time. You have 13 more days. And you've done a very good job at clearing out most of the forest. And then, let's see, the only parts you still haven't done is you haven't done this path to the southwest. And there was that mysterious staircase to heaven that you, you know, you think you saw. Alhara's the only one who saw it, and she was pretty, you know, punch drunk. So who knows if she really imagined Who knows? That. I'm telling you, there's a cir- there's a staircase. <laughs> there's a circus. Oh I don't know. She's kind of. We'll definitely uh, check for a staircase. Little loopy, I tell I mean, you. A staircase that... to a circus. You've been listening to Roll for Combat Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember that Mountain Dew is not one of the four food groups. 